wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to B&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It's really wonderful to be able to share with you uh, once again. Welcome aboard, welcome aboard. It's wonderful to have you. Uh, This week, uh, we're taking as our theme the Holy Spirit and the illusion of the super-Christian. Yesterday, uh, we asked, uh, does the infilling of the Holy Spirit create super-Christians? And today... We ask, why is the Holy Spirit so key to personal belief? Today our co-host is uh, Eric Hoare. Now, Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, Welcome again to you, Eric. Thanks very much, Gary. It's lovely to be here, and uh, what beautiful weather we've been having, but uh, you and I will disagree on something. We usually agree. uh, Look, I tell you, isn't it wonderful that daylight robbery has finally gone? I think this is wonderful. You know, Some would call it daylight saving. I don't do that. I call it daylight robbery because uh, I'm a morning person. I really enjoy morning. Morning light, and uh, uh, it's we, we've gone back to regular uh, proper time again. I, I think this is fantastic. And I thought we were friends. You know, sometimes there's a parting of the way. No, look, I love the uh, the, the light at night, and um, some people do, you know, Gary. And uh, it's it's good to be able to do stuff at night. But I must admit, the mornings have been uh, nice these last few mornings, where it's been light in the morning. But the weather's been great. But now that the rains come, it does feel like winter again. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, Adelaide this time of the year is such a fantastic place uh, to actually uh, live. You know, spring and autumn in Adelaide yeah. is really second to none. This yeah. is this is absolutely magic days that we've been having day after day after day. I'm really feeling for our good mates over there uh, on the east coast that are really getting hit big time with some of the uh, rain and the yes. uh, the disasters at the present time. Look, our, our thoughts and our prayers are really with these fellows because uh, uh, I. I know a number of people who uh, have have really been knocked around big big time at yeah. uh, and at, to rebuild again and rebuild again. I yeah. took all the stuff out, put it back, and then have to take it all out again. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just so. And Lismore is such a beautiful location. I've been here many times. Love uh, Lismore, a uh, beautiful town. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, the location of the main part of the town uh, has been problematical for for a number of uh, for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I. Really feel for those uh, those good people over over there, but Eric, look, let's come to our uh, world uh, religion news report. Now, uh, today uh, I uh, I picked up another report that's just been uh, been released. This is the 2021 year end song and sermon report. Now, uh, this was uh, put together. It's only been released released uh, in the uh, past uh, couple of days, and this has been put together by the faith. Life Corporation. Now, this um, group of people uh, grew from just a couple of programmers uh, working in a basement.
a few years ago to the uh, developers of the largest uh, software, Bible study software, uh, that's in use today. And, of course, uh, we know it as uh, Logos uh, Bible uh, Software. Uh, now, of course, one of the things about uh, the Logos Bible Software is that uh, pastors uh, are actually able to upload their sermons that they've been preaching to their site. Now, uh, one of the things that uh, the report highlights is that uh, during 2021, uh, data from over 91,000 sermons were, post- were posted to Faith Life Sermons. Now, Eric, tell me something. What are the subjects that you most enjoy preaching on? Well, I love to talk about the second coming. Uh, I like to talk about uh, God's grace, and I love to go through the parables. The parables are brilliant to me, which gives us a greater insight of of Christ's love for us. And, you know, it, it, so much depth is in those parables of how far uh, God went to send his only son uh, to, to bring salvation to the world. But I, I really do like to concentrate on parables. I'm a, I'm a kind of realistic guy where I've just come out from the world and, uh, and I, um, I, I remember what it felt like when I first read the words of Christ. And it was the parables that stood out for me. So the things that touched my heart way back when I gave my life to Christ has stayed with me and you know I've come from the darkness I, I I didn't know Christ back then out in the world and and those are the sort of things I preach about witnessing is basically what yeah, I'm in for and, yeah. and Christ is coming soon and we've got to have the love for others we've got to see them as precious souls so I basically do I, t- uh, uh, I think that the personalities we have sort of reflect in our sermons and witnessing is a big thing for me. That, that is actually so true you know our personalities are very much reflected and our own personal story Stories and journeys are reflected in our uh, in what we preach on, what we share on, and I know that you know I've seen some uh, I've got some lovely sermons that uh, I really enjoy preaching, also on uh, the the parables of Christ. I think that's incredibly incredibly powerful. Uh, I, I know for myself uh, also uh, one of the uh, subjects that uh, uh, I I do appreciate is is looking at uh, Bible prophecy. I, mm. for, for me. Um, this was something that certainly in my early days really impacted mm. on my life because it said something to me about a future and hope. Mm. It just, you know, to me, and, and I, I suppose if I had a favorite subject to preach on, it would certainly be, uh, Bible, Bible prophecy. Um, now, you know, that's probably not the most popular thing in, in many churches, but, but I know I certainly do 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 enjoy it. Now, look, if we look at this uh, this particular report, uh, the report says that over ninety one thousand sermons were posted uh, to uh, to their particular website in twenty twenty one using the online service. Pastors can publish a sermon and then uh, they can tag it uh, as to what the idea, person, or theological concept uh, that was covered uh, in that sermon. Uh, now, of course, it's through those tags that they're able to classify what sermon have actually been preached on. Now, uh, to me, Eric, one of the things that really jumped out at me was, was this. Number one uh, on the list of, um, uh, of the most popular sermons was eschatology, uh, which of course is end, end things, and the resurrection. And there's a note beside it saying it was six times more popular. Number two was grace, and it was four times more more popular 
than the previous year. Now, Eric, tell me, tell me what you think. Why is it that preachers are preaching more on end, end times, end, end eschatology and the uh, end times and the resurrection and then grace than they have previously? I think it's because people are, um, are being drawn to end time events. Uh, they see what is written in the Bible is happening now. And I think that the resurrection is salvation for all, uh, that God died for all. And I think that this is drawing people to, uh, as, and the pre- preachers as well, to sharing that to their, to their congregations, to give the urgency of the hour, uh, to accept Jesus by grace. Uh, which is four times more popular you've got here and then that therefore the resurrection is the only way out for mankind through what is happening because the politicians promised this and that we've got an election coming up soon we've had a local one here and there's promises being made but the only promises we have is in, through Jesus and I think that the speakers here now are, are being drawn to what is happening they, they, they can see the events taking place line it up with the Bible and therefore for they will speak more about these two events. Do you sense in your congregation there's actually a, a, a desire uh, to dig more into the subjects of the, the end times? Yes, I do. And, uh, and I think that, um, that uh, maybe um, some of the things that uh, we have been talking about these and preaching about these things is becoming more and more urgent as time goes on. And I think that the general public is also, um, you know, there's a lot of questions coming from general public, not just within the church, but there are many people looking for answers, what's going on. The, the things they relied on before in the world are, are falling flat and, uh, and whatever yeah. they do, it yeah. doesn't seem to help, you know. Yeah. So they're looking for a solution. And I think we'll see a lot more. I, I, I'd, I'd be interested to see, Pastor Gary, if, if there are more people turning towards the spiritual world to try and get from mediums and that to see what the answers are. I'd like to see that drawn in comparison as well, whether that's yeah. increased, but definitely a shift here in Bible prophecy, I think. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I know I, I'm really conscious that so many people sort of are, are seeing, you know, what's happening over in certainly Ukraine and yeah. Russia and the, mm. the, the great war over there. And, the, mm. uh, you know, even on the East Coast, an increase of, of disasters is absolutely yeah. uh, huge. And what we're finding is that people are asking questions. I'm mm. certainly finding this. And, I'm, mm. and the thing that really is surprising me is that even young people are noticing that, uh, you know, they're, they're grasping for answers, wanting to find you know what's causing all of this now there are many of course who jump on the uh, climate change mm. uh, um, um, uh, issue yeah. um, but uh, could it be that our world is actually winding down like a garment it's slowly being impacted uh, until uh, as the scriptures say uh, Christ does actually come again and I think what's caused a lot of this Pastor Gary is that people couldn't see how this would happen yeah. they've read about it before in the Bible, and then you can actually see how it can actually take place by what we've seen in the last few years, a short time yeah. really, the last yeah. couple of years, yeah. we've seen it all change, how things can be brought in to restrict freedom is one of them, yeah. but there's a setting up of world power and the war, I mean, who would have thought, I didn't personally think that he would go in, that Putin would go in yeah. and do this with America, you know, and all the things, but he has, he's jumped in there, and uh, I think many people have been shocked 
by the events that have taken place because they couldn't see how it would happen and didn't believe they would happen. Well, I think I know a lot of people have actually uh, actually suggested that, hey, you know, we thought the days of, you know, an international um, uh, hot war was finished, you mm. know. I mean, we had the, the great Second World War and that was an absolute disaster for the mm. entire world. So many millions of people like, were killed and we sort mm. of thought, well, you know, hey, that's, you know, we've moved beyond that. You know, we work in a different way yeah. and yet now we find that it's not yeah. the case. You're right. And I think that people um, are now um, trying to fathom this and to work out what what it ha- has happened. But I think you're right. I think people thought, back to the world wars and they're starting to see the scenes of the destruction and and the death from what they real what happened years and years ago now there's been a big gap between there wars all around the world certainly but not as uh, brought on to our television sets yeah. as what has been yeah. happening now yeah. Yeah. Mm. look let's just come to one more thing about this uh, uh this uh risk this uh, survey, well, well, it wasn't a survey, but this report from pre- about preaching trends. Um, one of the um, one of the questions was, what are the most uh, used passages in the scriptures by preachers? In other words, most preachers will take a, a passage of scripture, uh, pick it up, and uh, and preach on that particular passage. And uh, so the uh, uh, the report deals with what were the most used passages. Uh, number one was John 3.16, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I, and I mean, that's, uh, that's certainly a greatly loved passage, but it was also the most preached on passage. The second one was Matthew 28, 18 to 20, which of course is the great commission, uh, to go into, into all the world. And the next one was Ephesians 2, 8, uh, which of course is, uh, Paul speaking, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself, it's the gift of God. Uh, and then you get, uh, Acts 1, 8 was number four, and that's on the work of the Holy Spirit, which of course is the subject which we're going to be talking about today. Um, and then after that you had John 1, 1, you had John 14, 6, I'm the way the truth and the life. You had uh, Romans 5.8, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Galatians 5, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to be talking about that later in the week. Um, Philippians 2.8, uh, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. And then number 10 uh, was Romans 12.1, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, um, one of the things that really stands out to me about all these texts, Eric, is that um, they don't, none of them seem, well, except for the last one, number 10, we don't get, uh, many sermons are talking about, um, man's response to God's grace. Mm-hmm. We hear a lot about God's grace. We hear a lot about God's, um, uh, God's love, and that's certainly important. Uh, we hear a lot about the way to Jesus Christ, but we don't hear, we're not seeing a lot, uh, being said about man's responsibility to each other mm. and man's responsibility to God. Do, do you think we might be missing something in, uh, uh, in our preaching subjects yes i do i think we really need to be uh, to recognize our own condition and um the texts that uh, are missing from here uh draw us to um through the holy spirit as we're going to talk about tonight is about seeing our condition in response to god's love and to have changes in our lives 
and I think ever more now we need a people that will stand up for God and show the character of God to other people. Yeah. And I think that's through the power of the Holy Spirit we're going to talk tonight. But I think those things are missing here that um, that um, we love one another because God loves us, and therefore you know we need to make a change. We cannot love other people unless we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And and uh, these texts are missing. I mean, you know, I don't see any uh, uh, Old Testament passages. And, and it's interesting you say that, you know, you know, one of the things that I was, uh, certainly when I was, uh, studying for my, uh, theology, uh, degree, one of the things that certainly I remember our lecturer sharing with us was the absolute importance of having a balance within your, uh, preaching. You know, it was really important to be able to share, uh, God's grace and, uh, on, on faith and on the, uh, on God's call to humanity and God's willing, Christ's willingness to accept the sin is so important to to actually preach on that, but uh, the thing which was certainly emphasised in our uh, in our study classes all those years ago was that it's also important to deal with things like uh, the future mm. and man's responsibility to respond to the God to, to the God of heaven. And what does that actually mean? Uh, you know, to me, I I think of Second uh, um, Peter that that talks about you know. He says, "Had to your faith." Now it's an amazing passage of scripture, and he, yeah. he'll, you know, he lists off a number of things that he calls on Christians to add to their faith. Yes, start with with faith, but I want you to go on to perfection, according to the Book of Hebrews. And uh, to me, as I as I look at this, and I consider all those years ago, my my studies in theology, and uh, the need that our our lecturer certainly emphasised of making sure that there was always balance in your in your preaching uh, diet now one just one last question because we do need to move on uh, there's uh, uh, there is certainly a major graph here talking about the number of sermons preached from each of the books of the Bible uh, and uh, it's got all the looks you know Genesis Leviticus numbers right through through the Old Testament and then Matthew Mark Luke John right through the New Testament and there's a graph here as to how many and of course from from Matthew there were something like um, twelve and a half thousand sermons report and reported from Matthew and a huge number from the other other gospels as well but the thing that really stands out uh, to me Eric is that with the exception of uh, Psalms uh, and possibly Genesis and Isaiah the Old Testament has almost been forgotten um, do you do you think um, contemporary preachers are missing something in concentrating to the extent that we are, because I'm a contemporary preacher, to the extent that we are on the New Testament. Well, it's interesting, Pastor Gary. Years ago, I bought a, 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 I bought many Bibles, but I've got one at home that has just got the New Testament in it. And I don't think I've seen any printed that just has the Old Testament in it. Yeah. So I think that um, there's a general perception sometimes that the Old Testament is sort of been done away with or not done away with but it's old old news yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, 
I think that for me personally, I find that the Old Testament has many prophecies in it that link up with the New. And I also think too that um, the people and their experiences in the Old Testament, uh, God didn't hide anything. He put down as it was. And sometimes that encourages us to see what they went through yeah. looking forward to the coming of Christ yeah. Yeah. before Christ's time. I really appreciate what you're saying there, Eric. You know, one of the things that really, I suppose, impacted me very early in my uh, in my ministry uh, was when I, I came to realize that the Old Testament was actually the Bible that Jesus would have used. You know, mm. when Jesus went along each week, uh, obviously they had scrolls in that day, but uh, you know, under his arm, if you like, that which they memorized, that which they learned from, was in fact the Old Testament. The mm. Old Testament was the Bible. That Jesus had, mm. and when I when I realised that, I realised that hey, this book is more valuable. It's more important than what uh, at, to that point I had actually given it yeah. uh, credit for. And to me, I love the the New Testament. I love the uh, the Gospels. I love the writings of Paul. I think they're uh, they're so wonderful. But you know, to me, I find it's when I link it together with the Old Testament that I start to see a uh, a glow, uh, I see light that shines out of uh, the Old Testament that is ever, ever, ever so great. Mm. You know, and, and to me, I've come to really appreciate the Old Testament. And uh, to me, as I as I just looked at this, I, I just sort of thought, hey, uh, yeah, I, I do understand why people preach from the from the New Testament, but I find also that the Old Testament is something that we must not overlook. Well, the Bible is really a history book. And if you take away the early history of the church and its beginnings and the beginning of man right from Genesis, you're taking away the power of the gospel because it, the two must go together. That's so important. important. That's and, so important. And we miss so much. It's like reading a history book and forgetting about the first five chapters of the history of something and then going on to the rest. It, it all adds up when you put it all yeah. together and it leads into those texts. So, yeah, uh, you've got to put them both together because there's power in the whole complete package of the yeah, message. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very true. Uh, look, guys, look, let's come to some uh, some music. This is uh, Colin Buchanan, and the uh, uh, the song is Measure of a Man. Beautiful, beautiful song. Please enjoy. Of the river running dry And around the guns Dads and mums Lay with dogs under open skies And let the days slip by Measure of a man isn't found In the dollars in his pocket or in where he lives in town It's what lies deep within past the colour of his skin When we look there we begin to understand Measure of a man 
land This bed of sand To the ones who now reside Picking rocks and earth Restore their worth And hope their lives Their pride So many broken years Have slipped by The measure of a man Dollars in his pocket or in where he lives in town. It's what lies deep within, past the color of his skin. When we look there, we begin to understand. was Colin Buchanan, the measure of a man. What is it that makes a man? Thank you so much for that. Now, our, we've got a free giveaway for you today, and uh, this is a really beaut uh, little book. Uh, this book is entitled Steps to Personal Revival, uh, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this uh, this book is done by Helmut Hubel, uh, and Helmut is a uh, is a German uh, a lay pastor, and uh, he's written a series of really beaut books. This is just a little short book. This has only got 50 or 60 pages in it. It won't take you long to get through it, but it talks about steps to personal revival, being filled with the Holy Spirit. What does that actually mean? And the question, what did Christ teach about the Holy Spirit? Is there a spiritual cause to so many of our problems? Is the cause a lack of the Holy Spirit? How can we grow to be happy and strong Christians? How can the Holy Spirit fill our lives today? 
It's an inspiring book. He answers uh, some of the most important questions uh, that uh, modern Christians are asking today. He has an in-depth exploration that sheds light on the root of so many of our problems and illustrates how they can be remedied with God's help. It shows how we can pray for the Holy Spirit so that we have the assurance that we have received him. Now, look, this is a really beautiful little book. You will love it. I have read this book many times. Uh, I have preached from it. I have shared from it. And, guys, this is a book I would personally recommend uh, to you. The book's entitled Steps to Personal Revival, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, look, if you would like uh, your copy of this particular uh, book, uh, all you need to do is to text us here at the studio from your uh, mobile phone. Now, all you need to do is uh, text us at 04888. 80811. Now that number again is 04888880811. And just a text SA39. Uh, no gap between them, just SA39. And, uh, um, our robot, now our robot's called Faithful. He's, he's a wonderful, uh, uh, little, uh, uh, robot. Um, but he's not a super intelligent robot, which means you have to put in the numbers exactly as, uh, as we've shared them with you. SA39. And, uh, uh, Faithful. Will then come back to you. He'll ask you some questions so that Faithful is able to send, uh, the, uh, this book to you in the fastest possible way. Um, SA39 is the code that you need for this book, uh, Steps to Personal Revival, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. And that number again is 04888 uh, you love uh, this uh, this little book. It is a real a real beauty. Now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is Eric Hoare. Now Eric ministers to the Adelaide uh, Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church. This week we're taking as our theme the Holy Spirit uh, and the illusion of super Christians. Yesterday we asked, does the infilling of the old Holy Spirit create super Christians? And yesterday, I think the thing that really jumped out at me was that uh, the scriptures seem to expect that the Holy Spirit is in fact normative for all Christians. This is not a separate class. Today we ask, why is the Holy Spirit so key to personal belief? Now, Eric, that's the question that we're, we're putting to you now. Why is the Holy Spirit? I mean, going to church can become a fairly dry if all I'm ever doing is just going along to church. And yet, when the Holy Spirit is involved, there's a power and a life that you don't get any other way. You know, why is it so key? To that's, pers- that's right, Pastor Gary. And I think, you know, when we first come to Christ, um, I believe that what we uh, experience then should really grow as we grow in Christ. And, um, you know, I can remember when Christ came into my life and uh, the changes that happened over a period of time uh, was incredible to me. Um, I wonder sometimes where you and I would be and the listeners would be uh, if we hadn't felt that call or followed that that. Sermon or followed the leading of the Holy Spirit, where would it all be? You know. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate what you're saying there because I certainly remember 
the first time I felt the touching of the the Holy Spirit, and that was um, and it was actually came as a result of a preacher. Uh, and at that time, I was probably just uh, seventeen or, or eighteen years of age, and uh, uh, the preacher made a powerful impact on me. And at the end of the sermon, he actually asked for for those who would like to have special prayer to to come down the front, and I actually responded. I went down the front, and uh, it was at that time. In fact, I to this day I can remember what that preacher preached on. He preached on the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego standing up for Christ on the plains of Dura. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a simple sermon. There was nothing complex about it. And yet uh, it, that day, it changed my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the working of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Where, and it's so thrilling to see that happen. You know, it's interesting that in Jesus' ministry, there came a stage where he actually said, look, that he had to go away um, for the Holy Spirit to come uh, to be with the disciples when he had gone. A certain part of the ministry, it's actually found in John uh, 16, 5 to 11, where it says, Jesus said, Now I'm going to him who sent me, yet none of you ask me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. So I think Christ was also sad that they, you know, they weren't showing an interest in, in what was going to happen to him in his yeah. life. But also they were uh, full of sorrow because he was going away. But he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because they do not believe in me about righteousness because Mm. I'm going to the father and you will see me no longer about judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. So Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit was there. We know that. He was in the beginning yeah, right yeah. from then. But this is going to be um, a real pouring out that they would be, uh, it's also the Holy They'd Spirit. They'd be empowered by. Yes, and it can also be the Holy Spirit is sometimes called a comforter as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's many aspects of the role of the Holy Spirit. But when the Spirit comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. And the big sin is, Jesus went on to explain concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. And so the Holy Spirit has been sent primarily to teach the world that there is a Christ, there is a Messiah, uh, that this sinful world needs that, needs a Messiah. And it's been sent because the world probably doesn't doesn't see In that, other words, to, the Holy Spirit is actually able to draw people to Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it, it, it's such a, an amazing thing that uh, one of the great realities that I, I certainly find is that uh, of ourselves, we seem to have a nature that pushes against the things of God. But when the Holy Spirit comes, uh, even to people that, you know, when I pray for people, there seems to be something that takes place. See, when I pray to God, and it seems that his Holy Spirit is able to touch their hearts and he starts to draw them to himself. That's right. And, you know, you and I, completely different, Gary. We, we've been brought up in traditions in the family. Uh, we've been bring, brought up in a, a view of the world that we're given through by the, our parents and, and the things that have happened to us. And yet still the Holy Spirit can swing us to Christ yeah. through his power. It's interesting, Pastor Gary, that... The world is such a sinful place that the main reason for the Holy Spirit of coming here is to convict the world of its sin. 
yeah. that it's it's a sinful place. No amount of preaching by you or I, and you've got some wonderful yeah. sermons you've said, uh, you can plead with them, you, you can uh, point fingers around, will bring the conviction of sin unless the Holy Spirit is working in the sin. Why do you think it's important that people be convicted of sin? Well, we... There's a barrier that's been put there. We are drawn yeah. to we're drawn to sin. You know, like I've just been. If anybody is studying this week's lesson on the fall, and there is a wonderful website. If you look up um, Sabbath school lesson, we have a uh, one every. A this is something that the, that the Seventh Day Adventist Church members do right around the world. This is the uh, the Bible study guide. It's called the Sabbath school um, Bible study guide. Yes, and you yeah. can go in and download this week's yes. uh, lesson, yes. and it's it's great. It follows a topic and this. This week, uh, this quarter is on, um, you know, the fall. And it, it was saying there, I was just studying this morning, it was interesting, it brought up the fact that uh, when Eve fell, the first sin happened, um, it, she looked at the fruit and she said it was good when she tasted the fruit that she shouldn't, the forbidden yeah. fruit. And that's exactly the words that Christ used for each day when he created something. So we're drawn to sin. We... Um, you know, it seems like a good thing, and the devil has made it that that's got this wonderful um, pleasures for us. Yeah. And what the Holy Spirit is, is is fighting against that, so He comes and He convicts us. He shows us what is right and what is good. And if we don't recognise sin in our lives now, and and the fruit that should follow, well, then we are, are caught up in in more sin because we start. It, it really allows us to uh, recognise. The Holy Spirit calling us really allows us to recognize that we have a need. Uh, you know, to, to me, as I, as yeah. I'm, so, I'm so conscious of it, Eric, that, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's often and um, not until a person actually recognize that they are actually a need. I know that uh, one of the things that the um, um, Alcoholics Anonymous uh, organization uh, does is, uh, you know, when people are sitting down, sharing together, they will acknowledge, they will simply say, I am an alcoholic. They might tell their story, but at some point, and they have to recognize that they are an alcoholic. When they recognize that fact, then they can. Then something can happen about it. Yes, uh, and it's not until yeah. that happens yep. that that does actually occur. Well, you can read about it. You can get all the information and facts. We can read this Bible uh, and word for word. But unless we take it into our hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to change us from inside out then what happens externally will never happen unless we accept that change. There has to be a complete change of thought of mind and the Holy Spirit has the power to intervene. I, I, um, talk with, um, alcoholics all the time, people on it, and we go through the verses which actually talk about in the Bible about the dangers of drinking. Yeah. Uh, But unless they fully accept that the, that the conviction that there is something needed in their lives, they will carry on doing what they are doing, yeah. even though they see it that it can yeah. be harmful. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. got you know signs on on all sorts of packaging that are dangerous for us, yet people still buy those things. Yeah. So there has to be a conviction in the heart, and yeah. that's what that's what the uh, Holy Spirit has brought to the world. It's saying, look, Jesus Christ is the mm. answer. He is the Savior. He He can change. He himself. can actually impart a power to you that you can't actually get 
anywhere else. That's right. And you and I, we can preach or talk about it, but unless the Holy Spirit is convicting the heart, then they are just simply words. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Keep going, Eric. Yep. And so Romans 8, 26 says, um, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Mm. I like that. It says, help. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So the Holy Spirit actually, uh, uh, helps us in our growth as Christians. We start off by accepting by Christ. The first thing is to recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is the first part. And the Holy Spirit then takes our heart now, which is ready for it, and he now expands on it, and he he, he, he helps us to talk to God and to change. And and mm. that's really important. And that's where we well, – we'll come to that in a moment. Keep yep. going, yes. Yep. Okay, and so John 14, 20 to 12 to 26 says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes and he will guide you into all the truth, he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So here we find that the Spirit takes from the Father and from the Son and now he He brings it into our life, that what we read in the Bible becomes living words to us. Other versions actually say he will teach you all things, which to me is a very beautiful thought because uh, what it means is that, hey, the, uh, the scriptures, which of course were inspired by the Holy Spirit, are actually picked up by the Spirit and impressed on the heart of a believer. And he challenges us all differently. You know, it's really interesting that the, uh, that the areas that I'm challenged on are often different to the areas that you're challenged on. And uh, one of our listeners might be, you know, you have a thing called the still small voice out there uh, that, that that simply speaks to a person and and says hey this is the way walk ye in it and uh, there is a that's called the voice of the holy spirit and you know um it's different for each one of us. Yes, and some will respond quickly and make changes in their life as the Spirit works on them, and others, it, it can take longer. And and for me, and, and uh, as my growth went on, the, the people who noticed the most were my uh, outside family who, who weren't uh, following anything. They weren't Christians. Uh, they were the ones who noticed change, uh-huh. uh, but also my workmates. So okay. there, there is a change, a, a tremendous change that takes place, and sometimes that change can happen. Did you notice the change uh, at times no okay. I did I did because sometimes um, when you're, you're when you're caught up in it because it's excitement I mean when I read the scriptures and heard I heard um, Pastor Billy Otto years ago the great, yeah, evangelist, yeah, great talking, evangelist yeah, yeah. and he told you straight I could see what he was talking about in the Bible I could see that feel the Holy Spirit working and then I started stopping doing certain things because they were hurting me and my family uh, I was coming into obedience and be like uh, through Christ and some of those things I knew had to change but there were other things that I was changing and didn't realize it yeah. that they were actually happening so what happens internally is so important because then it shows on the outside now I was still, um, you know, doing certain things that weren't good, um, and sometimes some Christian people will think, you know, you're not changing, but you are. Yeah, 
You are changing because you're hearing the word and it's becoming embedded. Yes. But I think us as Christians, we like to see somebody conforming, somebody doing what we will say, oh, no, they shouldn't be doing that. And we show our way. (laughs) But we don't understand that the the Spirit is working inside a person and uh, and changing their belief system and changing the mind. He says, you know, write the law in your heart and mind. And often the Holy Spirit is related to that uh, about obedience. I love what Philippians Mm. chapter 2 says, you know, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Uh, and that particular command, uh, to me, I think is so powerful, but how can we have the mind of Jesus? Well, of course, the only way we can have the mind of Jesus is actually by the work of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit impacts our minds, we start to think uh, differently. But look, Eric, it is come time for some for some music. Um, I'm conscious that our time is starting to run away from us. Let's come to uh, Daryl Sawyer. Uh, he's always there. Green with shadows playing cool on my mind Or meadows in the springtime soaking up the warming sun When all is peace and happiness I feel my Savior near I see His love in all that He has done always there by his still and gentle presence I can feel his love surround me as I called upon his name he said he'd always be there even to the end of the world for we're the reason that our precious Savior came My peace seems buried by the cares of the day And life's a struggle just to face the trials I must bear The clouds may cast a shadow, but God's love comes shining through He understands and all my pain He shares Always there by his still and gentle presence. I can feel his love surround me as I call upon his name. He said he'd always be there, even to the end of the world. With a reason that our precious Savior Surround me 
as I call on His name, He said He'd always be there even to the end of the world. Oh, we're the reason that our precious Savior came. We're the reason that our precious Savior came. That was Daryl Sawyer. He's always there. Beautiful song. Uh, now, look, guys, that uh, book once again, uh, it is a really beautiful. Look, guys, I can't emphasize this book uh, to you enough. Uh, Steps to Personal Revival, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, look, if you really want to uh, just look at what the Scriptures does say on this subject, this is a book to uh, uh, to pick up. Uh, we're more than happy to send it to you, totally free of charge. If you've never before uh, picked up uh, one of our free gifts, this is the one to start with. I've certainly read this two or three times. Uh, I've, I've actually used it for uh, uh, our elders meetings and uh, taken uh, taken our church elders uh, through this this particular uh, book. Uh, it talks about what Jesus did teach about the Holy Spirit. Is there a spiritual cause to our problems? Is the cause a lack of the Holy Spirit? How could we grow to be happy and strong Christians? How can the Holy Spirit fill our lives today? This is a real beauty. Now, guys, if you would like your copy of Steps to Personal Revival, uh, please just text us here at the studio. Now, that number again is 4 808 That number is 4 808 11 and uh, just text us the code and the code today is SA39 and uh, our friend the robot called Faithful he'll uh, contact you and ask you for a few details so he can get it to you in the fastest possible way that's SA39 to 04 888 11. You'll love that particular book. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is Eric Hoare, and Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. And this week we're taking as our theme the Holy Spirit and the illusion of the super-Christian. Yesterday we asked, does the infilling of the Holy Spirit create super-Christians? And today we're asking, why is the Holy Spirit so key to personal belief. Bring it together for us, Eric. I think there's a wonderful passage, and this is a wonderful topic to talk about tonight, Gary. It's so important to understand the workings of the Holy Spirit. It's found in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 16. It says, These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Now, that's really important because the next verse says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord is to instruct them, but we have the mind 
of Christ. You know, before um, I accepted Jesus into my life, and the listeners would, would really understand this as well, is that we make judgment based on the spirit of the world for ourselves. Yeah. We have a yeah. different mindset. It's all about ourselves, looking after ourselves. And also, you've got to remember the devil is out there too with working very hard. So we don't understand. If we do not accept the spirit of God within us, we do not understand the spirit of God and his workings. We consider them foolishness. I used to think that Christians were sissy. Yeah. I thought they had no life. Yeah. I thought there was no happiness. I mean, what did they do? You know, if they gave up the drink and all the other things, I thought it was plain um, boring. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I find now that... This really is important, actually, Eric, because what it does to me is explains so much of what's actually going on in the world. Uh, You know, I mean, to me, I um, I look at all that's happening over there in Ukraine, and I say, how can how can people? You know, I mean, dare I say it? How can educated people uh, do such horrendous things? Mm. And uh, the reality, of course, is that education doesn't change the individual. It makes them educated people, but it doesn't make them change their way of thinking. Whereas what the Holy Spirit does is causes people to change their manner of thinking. They change from having a secular, um, anti-God, um, to suddenly seeing everything in a brand new light. Mm. I think it's a beautiful picture that's painted. Oh, it is, you know, and it, and it brings freedom into a person's life. It does. It because does. what we thought is the things that were so important to us are just things that we can push aside that weren't really good for us. I mean, First John 3.24 says, Whoever keeps his commandments remains in God and God in him. And by this we know he remains in us by the spirit he has given us. The one who keeps God commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know by the spirit he gave us. And so there has to be a change in a person's life. We move away from the understanding of the world as explained here now to a different thought pattern. We now follow Christ. We now have a new leader, if you like, in our life. Yeah, we yeah. now have somebody that dwells within us, that has changed us. And so then we start to get the fruits of the Spirit because Matthew twelve thirty three says, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. And this, the thing that really jumps out at me here, Eric, you know, is that this is a perfectly natural thing. You know, many years ago, I, um, uh, I, I when I preach, I, there's a story I often tell that uh, that I think illustrates it wonderfully. Many years ago, when my family were were very very little, uh, I was uh, I was sitting on the uh, uh, on the uh, I was sitting in my car. And um, something remarkable started to happen. I, uh, uh, I, I w- as I was watching, it started to to rain, and the raindrops hit the windscreen and splat, splat, splat. And then I almost shouted when I realised what I was actually watching because uh, I said to my kids who were actually in the car with me, and they said, and I said to them, "Look, something supernatural is happening here." And they looked at me a little bit strange, and uh, uh, Dad's gone gone off on a, on a tangent again. <laughs> and uh, what what's happening here? And I said, "Can't you see it?" I said, "The uh, the raindrops are running up the windscreen. They were running from the bottom of the windscreen up the windscreen. They weren't running down like they were supposed to. They were running up the windscreen." And my kids just yawned at me, looked at me, and said, um, uh, "You are driving on the freeway at 110 kilometres an hour, and you wonder." 
that the raindrops um, are running um, up the windscreen. Which way are they supposed to run? And, you know, I actually said to my, my children at that particular time, I said, you know, that's exactly like the Holy Spirit because naturally we actually run downhill in this world that we are living. We go from top to bottom. We're running downhill. But when the Holy Spirit comes along, what you have is a total reversal. And it's not hard work, but rather what happens is the raindrops start running uphill against the prevailing slope uh, simply because there's a different force acting on them. Yeah, through the power of God. Through the power of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Eric, when I, when I realized that, I sort of thought, hey, how, how powerful is the is the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, Eric, look, our time is starting to run out, but look, yeah. I'm really conscious that some of our uh, listeners may be really interested in um, this, in accepting Jesus again and asking the Holy Spirit into their life. Yeah. I'm just wondering, would you like to pray for us, sure. and particularly for our, our listeners that may want uh, to have the Holy Spirit really come into their life so they can start running uphill? For sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for God the Father, for the Son, and for the Holy Spirit tonight. We thank you, Lord, for the changes that you've made in our lives, Lord, and sometimes those changes come quick. Sometimes we resist them, Lord. Sometimes we fight against them. But the power of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit is so important to us all. We pray, Lord, that you'll infill us all with the Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, that we will get on our knees and we will just confess our sins to you. And, Lord, we will just lay our lives down to you tonight. I pray, Lord, if there is somebody struggling in faith or somebody just starting off on a journey, Lord, to know you, I pray, Lord, that they will be infilled by your wonderful Holy Spirit. Lord, you don't want any to be lost. It doesn't matter what we've done in our lives. It doesn't matter where we've come from. You're really ready and willing, Lord, to accept all into your wonderful kingdom. You want to come into our hearts and you want to change us from the inside out. I just pray to Heavenly Father that you will fill the listeners tonight with your Holy Spirit. Be with those who are lost around the world, those who are in despair. Help them, Lord, those who are mentally challenged or whatever's happening in their lives those that are caught up in despair. Just be with them, Lord. May they know that there is a Father in heaven who loves them and that the Holy Spirit can come and change their lives forever. Thank you tonight for hearing our prayer. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'll be sharing with Pastor David Butcher and we ask, how does the Holy Spirit work in the church? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 